shit! This is not good! Shit, we got a flame out, ma'am! Engine one is out! Engine two is out! Goose, I'm losing control, I'm losing control. I can't, I can't control it. It won't recover. Shit! Come on up, ma'am! We're out of control! This is not good! Mayday, Mayday. Mav's in trouble. He's in a flat spin. He's heading out to sea. Altitude, 8,000! 7,000! 6! We're at 6, Mav! Ah. Ah. Pit forward, Goose! I can't reach the ejection handle! Goose! You're gonna have to punch us out! I can't reach the ejection handle! Eject! Uh, I'm trying! I'm trying! Eject! 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 eject. Watch the canopy! I feel the need, the need for speed. Welcome back to Dewey's Movie Reviews or DMR. Thank you for tuning back in. Much obliged. How are you? Hope you are well. Right, buckle up your seatbelts because I'm going to be reviewing the brand new Tom Cruise film, which is Top Gun Maverick, a 2022 film. I was lucky enough to see this on the gigantic big screen being VMAX at Events Cinema over the weekend. So, let's go through a few of the reviews, a few of the interviews as well in relation to this follow-up. It's about 30-odd years later after the events of the original film being Top Gun. That was the opening scene there that you heard with the infamous death scene of Maverick's flyby partner, Goose, very sad scene, and this film is heavily jointed or heavily relayed back to the first film, so it's very important that you do see the original before seeing this. So let's kick off with a bit of feedback from the director and the actors themselves, and then we'll go through the trailer a little bit later on and discuss what my thoughts were on the film. Four years, Tom Cruise or family, friendship, and sacrifice. It's a love letter to aviation. We're going to show you what it's really like to be a Top Gun pilot. You just can't create this kind of experience unless you shoot it live. In order for us to accomplish this, we have the greatest fighter pilots in the world working with us. We're working with a brand new camera system that allows us to put six IMAX quality cameras inside the cockpit with the actors. Verify cameras are on. Check cameras on. There you go. It's amazing what we see in the cockpit and what an audience is going to experience. Great camera position. 
thanks to Tom, all the actors are becoming accustomed to the G-forces by all the training that they're doing. It is aggressive. You can't act that. The distortion in the face. They're pulling seven and a half HEs. That's 1,600 pounds of force. I am so proud of them and what they've done. And it is heavy duty. So as you can hear, there's some incredible pieces of information for this particular film. So you've got the director and a few of the actors that are being interviewed in that extended trailer version of Top Gun Maverick. So if you jump on YouTube and type that in, it's about four minutes long. You'll see the scenes there. So they've actually got six IMAX cameras in the cockpits of some of these planes that the actors are flying to basically capture every turn, every twist, every emotion, every physical aspect that these pilots are going through. Just insane. So let's look at the Rotten Tomatoes score for this particular movie. So Top Gun 2022 movie action slash adventure, two hours and 11 minutes long. The tomato meter for the critics is currently sitting fresh at 96% with 321 reviews, which is extremely healthy. Then you've got the audience score as well, which is currently at 99% with 5,000 plus verified ratings. So you've basically just got 1% off from this movie being perfect. So... Is the film perfect in my aspect? So, I went and checked this out over the weekend. As I mentioned, it was in a VMAX cinema at Event Cinemas. If you are going to see this particular film, please do ensure you find the biggest screen possible that you can see it on and make sure it's also the loudest screen as well. Don't go and see this movie at a ordinary screening. Find one of the amplified or existing massive screens that are out there for viewers this time in this day and age because you're going to need to do that because it's just an experience that I don't think I've ever had before in a particular film. Probably the only film that I would say came close to this or on par with is probably Avatar, just the whole aspect of what we were seeing up on the film. So, as I mentioned, please go and see this at an IMAX or an event cinema or whatever you can get your hands on in terms of a big screen because this was basically a 4D experience for me. When I say 4D, I wasn't wearing any glasses or 3D glasses or anything like that, but this particular film had me bouncing, jumping around, looking over my shoulder, trying to see if there were any planes at my 6 because that's what this film does. It gets you bouncing around like a kid that's just had way too much cordial in your hot seat in the cinema. Just an incredible experience. Whilst the original is the original, right? And back in 1986, I think it was, is when it shot. Obviously, technology has increased dramatically since then. So you can basically capture every aspect of what took place in this film. It's just incredible. So let's go over a little bit of the trailer and talk about it in depth a little bit more. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? 
everyone here is the best there is, who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. So the critics consensus, Top Gun Maverick pulls off a feat even trickier than a 4G inverted dive delivering a long belated sequel that surpasses its predecessor wildly entertaining so there you go that is the critics consensus on rotten tomatoes so let's go over the movie's plot shall we so after more than 30 years of service as one of the navy's top aviators pete maverick mitchell in brackets tom cruise is where he belongs pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot which is basically the opening scenes of this particular film which is nuts and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him so when he basically talks to his powers that be that are above him they're basically saying to him champ look you're good but you're basically a dinosaur and it's all going to become unmanned planes in the near future so thanks but uh mate we don't need you anymore so continuing when he finds himself training a detachment of top gun graduates for a specialized mission the likes of which no living pilot has ever seen maverick encounters lieutenant bradley bradshaw bit of a mouthful with the actor being Miles Teller, great actor as well. He's the guy that's out of Whiplash, the drumming movie, really awesome film. Call sign Rooster, the son of Maverick's late friend and radar interceptive officer, Lieutenant Nick Bradshaw, aka Goose. So you really need to do see this film, the original I mean, in terms of getting the next chapter in this particular film because it is heavily entwined with the first one so continuing facing an uncertain future and confronting the ghosts of his past maverick is drawn into confrontation with his own deepest fears culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who will be chosen to fly so basically that's the synopsis from the rotten tomatoes page Basically, he is now teaching pilots like himself back in the original. So they're on a very particular mission in terms of going and taking out a particular target. You don't actually find out who the target is during the movie. I thought it was Russia just by looking at some of the technology. But you never actually find out who it is. So there's a helicopter towards the end of the scene that definitely looks real heavy in terms of it being Russian. So we can only assume that it is Russia in this particular film. They probably don't want to say that at this point in time. Obviously with everything happening that's overseas at the moment. But it is really cool to see some of the technology up on the screen. So let's continue with the trailer. This is your captain speaking. And we're off. 
ever seen not even him you think up there you're dead the whole score and tracks throughout the film are really awesome so as i mentioned he's basically doing a test run for a hyper sonic speed plane at the start where he has to get to a speed called mark 10 that's all i'll basically say about that but it is an awesome opening scene so he gets called back into top gun with the original music playing in the background then you've got Goose's son, who is Rooster, and he basically has to train 12 pilots on this particular mission as well. Then you've got Jennifer Connelly being his love interest, basically, as the opening scene with her. You've got David Bowie playing in the background, so there's a little Easter egg there for the movie Labyrinth that she was in some time ago. And you can imagine when Cruz is basically training all these particular pilots that were similar to him in the first film, their egos are out of control, seriously. They've even got a similar piano scene that Rooster plays, Great Balls of Fire, which is basically the same scene that was out of the first one. So, as I mentioned, soundtrack really kicks ass. So, the on-screen feud between Maverick and Rooster is very evident. So, you can basically see throughout the film that Rooster has a lot of issues with Tom Cruise. He doesn't trust him after what happened with his dad Goose in the first film. So there is even a point throughout the film that you find out that Cruz basically takes away some of the credentials that Rooster needs to progress in the Navy because he really doesn't think that he's ready and he finds it out throughout the film. So this film to me, despite it being completely opposite to what I'm about to say, is that it did have a very much a Mighty Ducks aspect to the whole film. And when I say Mighty Ducks, obviously, if you remember those movies with the ice hockey kids, you've got Emilio Estevez, who's basically training them all up to basically go and kick ass and win the matches against the Hawks or the Black Eagles or something along those lines back in that film. So that's what it did feel like to me. you got the old school Maverick style of coach that is basically teaching all these kids how to fight or fly these particular planes for this very deadly mission. The stakes are a lot higher than the first film, so I really did like that aspect of it as well. What I did like about it and hat off to him is Val Kilmer. He's in the film. Whilst he's very sick in real life, he's got throat cancer, I believe. He does play a role being Iceman returning in this particular film. He's also quite sick in it as well, so awesome effort for him in terms of coming back and being a character in this particular film. You can see the chemistry between Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. It looks like it's real. It doesn't look like it's acting at all because they both get really emotional in the film when they're on screen together. So I really did like that whole aspect of the film and having those two actors side by side. Obviously, if he was in better health, it would have been awesome for him to kick ass and also fly as well but it's not to be so hat off to Val Kilmer he did a really good job in this particular film believe me my dad believed in you I'm not gonna make the same mistake 
someone's not coming back from this. Those are your pilots. Anything happens to them. So what this film actually reminds me of as well is the first, or what is it, the fourth film called A New Hope being the Star Wars movie where you've basically got Luke that has to fly a small ship in a very narrow space on the Death Star and basically blow up a certain part of it or punch in some missiles into an air vent, something like that, to basically find its weakness and blow it up. The mission that they're on in this particular film is very similar. They basically have to fly through a certain canyon which above a certain level have SAMs. Now SAMs stands for surface to air missile. I love these weapons in this movie because if they go above a certain limit in this canyon these surface to air missiles or SAMs detect them, rockets away and you're dead meat. So I love the aspect where they basically have to fly through this canyon underneath the radar of these SAMs. It's really cool, but eventually when the mission rolls on, they have to go above the canyon and these things lock onto them, and that's when we see the absolute carnage of these SAMs going absolutely hammer and tong at these pilots. So throughout the training, their basically time frame gets cut even further. They've got about three weeks to train for this particular mission where they're only going to be selecting six out of the 12 pilots and it gets to a point where they have to do this mission in a certain time frame the only one who can get the time frame nailed is of course tom cruise so spoiler alert they basically say to him well mate what am i going to do with you seriously you're either pushing this thing to its absolute limits could court-martial you, all that jazz, or I could put you as flight commander on this particular mission. So that's basically what happened. So as opposed to the teacher sitting back in the call center or in the command center, he's out there in the trenches, so to speak, with his crew. So it's an awesome aspect of the whole film. I really did love that. Where you've got a guy that's putting his life on the line. That's a whole thing with this particular film is that they make mention that he's still just a captain after all this time in service, but that's where he belongs. He belongs up in the air. He doesn't belong behind a desk pushing pencils or basically sending younger pilots to their death or whatever have you. He belongs in the cockpit and he is absolutely incredible when he's out there flying around in it. So throughout the film, we do see six actual fighter jets that are up on the screen. You've got the F-14 Tomcat, which is the classic that Tom Cruise flies in the original film. So I won't get into too many spoilers when that makes an appearance, but it is pretty awesome to see that back up in the air. You've also got the Boeing F-A-18E-18F Super Hornet. Some of these classifications are ridiculously long with these particular plane names. You've also got the Lockheed Martin F-35 Lightning Number 2. Pretty cool name for that one there. We've also got the Sakoi Su-57 Felon. Yep, that's pretty cool as well. It's a Russian aircraft, apparently. We've also got the fictional hypersonic Dark Star jet based on Lockheed Martin SR-72. So that is making an appearance at the start of the film as well. Then you've also got a North American P-51 Mustang. Woo! Let's get that baby buried up in the sky. 
to World War II plane and you see him working on it at the start and the end of the film as well. So just a good vast array of different styles of planes that we are lucky enough to see in this particular film. And this particular film is definitely a love letter to the aviation world. So plenty of planes, very similar to the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, The Aviator, which he basically portrays Howard Hughes, the famous aviator, doing all his movies back in the 1920s, I think it was, in the 30s and the 40s, and basically taking on Pan Am Airways. And you see his mental health deteriorate over that time. True story. Awesome film if you haven't watched it. So it was awesome to see all these planes. So let's go into the pros and the cons of this particular film. And then I'll give it my rating thereafter. So the pros. The cinematography, landscapes, all that jazz is just insane. Probably the best cinematography that I've ever seen in a film probably on par with avatar as i mentioned just the whole aspect of the film from the ground crew on the destroyers where they land the planes the airfields themselves up in the air also with the main mission as well the main mission is awesome it's very believable i don't think i saw something that was in there that i said ah oh, that looks a bit fake or anything like that it all looked very awesome. You can also see in the trailer as well, before they go on the main mission, they basically fire off all these massive Tomahawk missiles as well, basically to take out an airfield. You can see them flying past them in the trailer. That whole aspect of the film was incredible. I haven't seen something like that before. It takes a while. It takes a while for them to reach their target, but it's awesome just to follow those missiles throughout the film. So I really did like the look of that as well. So the main mission is awesome, as I said. So it also has a bit of a behind enemy lines feel to it. Again, I won't go into too many spoilers about how the main mission wraps up, but it did remind me a bit of the Owen Wilson film behind enemy lines where he basically crashes his jet fighter he's stuck in serbia if memory serves and basically he has to fight his way back to the commanders and the people that are going to rescue him all through the war-torn towns of eastern europe so similar feels in that part of the film towards the end which i really did like the cons in the film i don't really have any probably the only cons i would say is that the plot of the film is a little bit predictable. You can kind of tell where this was going to go. But I'm really nitpicking at that aspect of it because the whole thing, it's just awesome when you watch it up on the screen. So even though some of the plot is predictable, I did like the on-screen chemistry between Maverick and Rooster, which is Goose's son. He does a really awesome job in this particular film. So Jennifer Conley, his love interest, also does a great role in this film. She doesn't look like she ages at all. For her age, she is done pretty well, I think, throughout all the years compared to some of the other actresses that are out there at the moment. But she does a really good role in this film as his love interest as well. So let's get over to the verdict, shall we? No turning back now. Come on! Jeez! Having any fun yet? 
So the verdict, as you can probably tell throughout my comments of the review thus far, I will give it my number one rating, which is 110%. Go and see this film at the movies. The bigger the screen, the better experience that you're going to have. So make sure you stock up on that massive tub of popcorn. If you do run out, you can always go back to the candy bar and stock up. That's okay. No one's going to judge you. You're in the dark. No one sees you. No one's going to point you out and say, hey, champ, that's your second serving of popcorn. Well, don't worry. I'm watching Maverick. It's okay. It's okay to indulge. It's Sunday afternoon. You're in the dark. You're in the cinema. Just go and get that second tub. Well worth the tub of popcorn to go and see this particular film. And when it comes out, I will be purchasing it on 4K 100% because... The look of this film, it's one of those films that you can definitely watch over and over and over again. And as I said, it's probably one of the only films where I was ducking and weaving a lot of the time when the fighter jets are up on the screen. So, thank you for tuning in to my review of Top Gun Maverick, the 2022 film. Much obliged, and I will catch you on the menjay.